Welcome to Garden Thoughts. On this podcast, I talk about different ideas, concepts, and perspectives. I want to explore the brain in different ways and tap into the untapped areas of the mind. Invest in yourselves and think on your own. Have some fun and enjoy. All right, sweet, and we're live. So welcome back to Garden Thoughts, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. On this episode, I have the privilege to have Will Spaulding on. Uh, Will Spaulding has been a, a buddy of mine. You know, we actually met in BPA, which is awesome. Um, never knew I'd be joining that, but um, I'm grateful I did because I got to meet a, a special person like him. So, um, Will, for the listeners, could you kind of give a little context about yourself? Uh, maybe, you know, what you're up to, what you like. Uh, we've been uh, kind of things like that just so we have a little bit about you some substance yeah absolutely first of all thanks for having me here it's great uh but i am will um colby and i met as friends for the first time uh last year actually uh and kind of like a friendship that uh was never meant to be but happened so that's great um but just a little bit about me i am a senior this year uh at saint michael as much as that means and uh, some th- a little bit about me. Um, I'm really into movies is one thing. I love sports. Uh, being outside is great. Uh, a little bit more. I uh, in the summers I actually live in Iowa, um, so that's interesting. Where I don't live in uh, my main state for three months out of the year, so I feel like I've developed a lot of uh, learning curves. Uh, through doing that and a lot of different experiences so yeah that was a lot of fun that is different too because not a lot of people kind of have that like little niche about them like can you kind of dive into just like what that's all about yeah so like in the summer like that's got to be totally different i mean you're not around the same amount of people yes, you're absolutely. like kind of giving your insight on that a little bit mm-hmm. so it, for anyone who doesn't know i work on a golf course that my aunt and uncle own uh in okaboji iowa it's about three hours and 20 minutes from saint michael Albertville, Minnesota. Uh, I started doing this. This will be my fifth summer now. Um, and I, I actually move down the day after school ends every year. And I don't move up until the day before school. The day before? Or the like... day before. So typically, uh, typically we start after Labor Day. Uh, and I don't come up till Labor Day, that Monday. And we start school Tuesday. Um, and I started doing this after eighth grade. Uh, and I just want... It started out if I just wanted a job and my uncle said, hey, I can give you a job. And I was like, yeah, why not? It sounds fun. And I I love working down there. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, trade it for anything, but it is very different. I don't I have a few friends down there, maybe three or four, but I don't even see them that often because they live in other places and only come on weekends. Uh, But yes, I don't I don't see anyone from Minnesota. Uh, The occasional person will come down for a weekend, but that's about it. Did you just go there for your family or was it yep. initially for your uncle, right? Yeah, just okay. just for the job uh, and to see family, which is always good. But yeah, so last summer I was only in Minnesota for two nights of the whole whole summer, only two nights. And then I was in uh, Iowa the rest of it. That's so, crazy. so it is a different experience, but it's something that I'm glad I've done. That's why. No, that's something that like, you know, at a time like this, it's, I think it's really valuable and, you know, a cool experience because, I mean, you're kind of killing a bird, two birds with one stone because you're meeting, you know, because most of your family down there, correct? You yep. kind of talked yep. off a little bit, but yeah, most of the family's down there. So you're able to have like the, you know, spending that family quality time yet, 
you know, you're still working, you're creating some kind of, you know, money for yourself yeah. for setting up in the future. Um, you're going to Iowa State, correct? Yep. What are you doing there again? Uh, I'm going to the business college uh, to be an actuarial, uh, actuarial science major okay. to be an actuary. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's kind of an obscure major, but basically an actuary determines uh, insurance rates for car insurance, life insurance, home insurance, anything like that. Yeah. And so if anybody, you know, anybody doesn't know kind of, so what I, how I met Will really. So like, right. What we said was it's in the EPA yep. and you know what I kind of think about Will, he's more like all, you know, more of a numbers kind of guy. Yes. He likes things, you know, nice and neat, kind of that kind of area, that kind of, you know, how you portray someone like that. Um, with the numbers, like, is that something you've always been like, where that kind of, you know, neat in order, kind of always trying to find every single angle, looking at for different perspectives, or is it kind of something you've kind of evolved into? I've always been a math kid ever since uh, kindergarten, first grade. Um, so yeah, that's that's been kind of my niche. I'm uh, not not particularly strong at English or anything like that, so math <laughs> has always been my thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, math you can always you know find the right answer, Absolutely. and you have the reasoning behind. So yeah, um, completely sure. understand. And you know, it's been awesome too because you know in our BPA group, it's kind of cool. We kind of have like a different cluster, wouldn't you say? Like yeah. a different like personalities, and like I think it's actually really cool. And you know, overall, I just want to talk a little bit more about you know the BPA because. Anybody doesn't know, so BPA is Business Professionals for America. It's kind of like a club we have at our school. Um, it's more of a business thing. It's kind of like DECA, if you're familiar with that. Um, but I think it's super cool because like, if we, I wouldn't have joined or any of us wouldn't have joined, like we wouldn't, have, I don't think we really would have met in the same way. No, we definitely not. Maybe like a class or two. But yeah, like you'll have like, you'll meet them in a class and you'll kind of know them for there. But like, you don't like actually, like when you're in a group, you know, we spend time like outside of school. Cause like we have to, so for BPA, you have to make different projects and prepare you know, for them. Exactly. You know, present them to different judges and it goes from, you know, regional to state, to, um, to nationals. And yeah. you know, it's, it's super fun because you're, you're doing something, you know, it's not part of your grade, so you're not graded on it. It's more of kind of just a fun way to, you know, we all kind of like the business route of things. And so it was, it was a really cool medium to meet people because I went to met Will, I went to met Grange, I went to met Michael in the same way that we did through that. Absolutely. Um, so I think that was super cool. Um, so just to kind of flip topics here, I want to dive into movies because that's, that's really what you're about that, here. Movies are my passion for anyone who doesn't know. I love movies. It's, it's crazy. This guy watches so many movies. I mean, he's probably, he, I feel like he's better than some like movie experts out there. Like I'm critiquing it or like, analyzing them and things like that. So as we're recording this right now, it's April 30th. And in the month of March, last month, I set a record for myself for amount of movies watched <laughs> uh, at 77. So that's like two, a little over two and a half per day. Maybe a little under two and a half per day. Two and a half movies per day. This, this, uh, this month, uh, I, right now, uh, I'm a little over three day. I'm at 92 right now for this month. Granted, the day will be over and holy, month will be over. As holy well, cow! That's that's just how much I love movies. That's that's great. Why do you like like? Has that been always like kind of like the same thing? Has that always been your kind of movie like little niche there, or is it kind of something where like you started watching a movie, you liked that movie, you kind of got into the genre, and then you just fell in love with it? Good question. Kind of the opposite of that math thing from earlier. My dad and mom have always been into movies. Uh, and I think by the time I was maybe eighth grade or freshman is when they started uh, started telling me that, hey, 
you can watch all of these movies now because you're old enough. So we're going to start showing you some of our favorite movies probably around freshman year. And that's when I really started to get into movies. Um, we would watch a movie almost every night. And then sophomore year, junior year is when I started to watch movies by myself and almost critically looking at them instead of just watching for fun, which I still do, obviously. But uh, now I feel like I have a critical eye for them. And but, I do actually review movies as well. Uh, yeah, very, very uh, mediocre, but I do that for every movie I watch. I think that's super cool. Uh, what's the platform for that where you do that? Yeah, it's called letterbox.com. It's also an app on iOS and Android. Uh, and letter, just like you spelled letter, and then box, just like box, and then D at the end. And it's all one word. So L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D.com. That's crazy. Like, cause I've, I've looked at it a couple or a little bit and it's, it's a great website. Yeah. Like there's so many different, you know, how, like, cause that's where you kind of keep track of the movies yeah. too. Yep. Kind of, so it's all in one kind of there. Exactly. You know, that's so cool. And you know, so going with movies as well, kind of, you know, again, just kind of pivoting from that, like, what do you get out of movies? Like, and what, but what I mean by that is like, so, cause like anybody, you can have 10 people watch the same movie and we all get different perspectives yep, out of that. Absolutely. And so like we all see it from different angles. And so being someone who watches a lot of movies and has put the time in to watch a, a very, a good amount of different kinds of movies too, because mm -hmm. I think that's important to yeah, mention. Absolutely. It's not just, you know, one genre type of movie that you're going about. You're looking at the full spectrum of it, which I think is really cool because a lot of people, you know, they only like a certain, you know, genre, either comedy or, you know, a thriller or something like yeah, that. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, very fascinating to get someone's opinion on. I mean, if you're ask, even asking, you know, a buddy about what kind of movie to watch or whatever, like, I feel like you're a really good source to go to because you have the knowledge of different movies to tap into. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, what, what do you get out of that? Like, how do you see movies? Do you watch it from more of just kind of like a, a storytelling kind of storytelling kind of way, excuse me, or do you kind of watch it in like different ways and you kind of shift your mind as the movie goes on? Yeah. Uh, so I, I watch all different kinds of genres and before I go into a movie, I kind of know what it's going to be, uh, whether or not I'm watching a serious drama, uh, I'll take I'll take that a little bit differently than if I'm watching a comedy or, or uh, an so, action. Movie. So your mind kind of shifts before going. Yeah, because I, I have because those are completely different movies. I have to know that the drama might be critically better than the comedy. Do you get like amped up for different movies? Like do you get in the right do you get in like the right headspace and like there's like you can uh, you can use the analogy almost of like let's say you're warming up for any kind of sport right so you kind of stretch and do like things like that you kind of take the same approach there there has to be a mindset when you go into a movie um if it's a late night probably don't want to watch a serious sad movie um but if it's um maybe just like six o'clock at night uh then it that could be the time but like late at night i'd go for more of a comedy or something where i can kind of turn my brain off and just watch like an action movie or something like that isn't that isn't that weird though how like how you take a movie to heart yes of, like you visualize it you know and i think one of the cool things about movies is like whatever movie you watch whatever it may be i feel like in a way you're always trying to point out what you would do in that scenario and I think that's very, very cool to think about because it's something that's not actually happening, but it's some, it's, it's, it's like dreaming in a way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like putting yourself in their shoes. 
um, which is kind of one of the reasons why I like movies is you get to leave leave your world and join a different one for at least two hours. Yeah, I mean, with that too, because like, you know, even like for myself, you know, I, I want to start, I wanted to start a podcast. And so I just kind of went about it in whichever fashion I could. But the thing about it, why I want to start a podcast is because I want to, you know, gain different, you know, perspectives and, you know, look at different things from different angles. And I think we can kind of relate that to, you know, any, you know, anybody watching a movie because you, you look at it from different ways and you yeah. can, you can see things from different angles. Heck, even you could watch the same movie, the same person watching the same movie three different times. And the three different times you watch a movie, you can take it three different ways. Yeah, take something out of it each different way. Each movie will have sometimes one specific theme or message to the movie, just like a story. Um, but there, there are some movies that have five themes that you can dissect and key into on each rewatch. Uh, whereas maybe you didn't even think of a different way, but then rewatched it. And since you already know kind of what's going to happen, then you start keying into more things and then you see more things and then you'll take something away from it. Just, and that's the same for another viewer. If someone else watches the same movie, uh, they might watch something else because they have a different perspective on the movie and they have a different idea of what they want it to be. Uh, so it's different for everyone and on each on each watch as well. I think it's so interesting. I wish I knew more about like more on the brain of how this worked because like movies or, you know, real life, whatever it may be, it's weird how like, like, for example, this, you know, water bottle that we're both looking at right here. Like this is the same water bottle we're both looking at. Yet I see it completely different the way you see it. Yep. Like that blows my mind of where yeah, like each, you're seeing it from you're just, we're seeing it from two different perspectives of the same thing and so we're both pulling two different qualities out of it yes and that's and this is just an example of us looking at it but that kind of attests to life whereas colby and i were good friends but we were raised differently um we're live in the same town but we're from a different place or lived in a different house so we all have different oh that's views really and ask uh aspects to how our life has been lived and how we will live our life and how we're living our life now so that that comes into everything in life but movies as well and how you look at it that's actually crazy too i never thought about that like that but you know the kind of the way i think about it too is like what i think about a lot actually is like what you're exposing yourself exactly. to. i think it's really valuable and I think you got to be really self-aware about what you expose yourself to because either good or bad, whatever it may be, that kind of determines of what, you know, your values are, your beliefs, you know, how you go about your day, your thinking patterns, all those different qualities that make up who you are is how, what environments you yes. are exposed We're to. We're all products of our own environments. And that I think that's, you know, almost fragile to think about because if you're not aware of it, if you're not thinking about it, you're not you're not putting yourself in the best position because you're kind of going about it, you know, lackadaisy. There's no intent behind it. Yeah. And I think by putting yourself in a certain framework, a certain mindset of putting your, you know, looking at it from different perspectives, I think, and just knowing what you're putting yourself out into is yeah. who you're becoming. I think that's the greatest thing you can do as a human too, is look at a situation and then relook at it a different way how someone else would look at it or maybe how you would look at it in the future or something like that because 
your one perspective could be completely wrong. Maybe not wrong, but not as correct as a different way. Whereas if you looked at it from it's someone else's, exactly. If you looked at it from someone else's, they might have it completely correct. And it, I think it's, you know, kind of fun to talk about and just discuss because it's all subjective. And so yeah. if it's a good movie, it's a, if it's a bad movie, let's bring it back to life. If it's, if it's a good outcome, if it's a good decision, if it's a bad outcome, if it's a bad decision, again, whatever it's going to, you know, unravel to, it's all on how you perceive that. And so, you know, looking at a movie, you could, you know, let's say, for example, have you watched The Joker? Yes. So that Joker for me, I love that movie. I, I, I strongly like that movie as well. Like that movie for me, like it's, again, it's, it's, it's a dark movie. Mm -hmm. It's, it's almost depressing in a way, but yet for some odd reason, like I just attracted that and I was just like, and I don't find it that way. I just find it super fascinating. And I just think it's interesting how like anybody can look at a different scenario and take what they want from it. It's almost like just taking little gold nuggets from it. Yes, exactly. Uh, back to the Joker example, I, I do know a lot of people on the internet because I run in those social media circles uh, of film lovers who, who absolutely despise that movie because of certain messages it uh, brings across. And that and I, I enjoy that movie as well. Colby uh, does too. And we, because we, we come from a place where we um, find that movie appealing in some way. Maybe we have different ways of finding it appealing, but other people won't. Even though it was nominated for... 11 Oscars, I think, but enough people, um, if they see it, they might not like it just because of where they, they come from or how they think. All right. This is a kind of a question just for you that kind of popped in my head. Like what's your favorite, you know, type of movie? I mean, it can be genre. It can be like, what do you like actually find most interesting for yourself? Uh, I like dramas typically more than a comedy or an action movie. Uh, I think they hold up better. Uh, than like a dumb comedy or whatever. Um, Is there more storytelling to that? Yeah, more story as well. I'm a story-driven guy. Uh, I like stories and characters too. And most of the time, dramas can better flesh out characters and develop stories better than a a 90-minute comedy, whereas a, you know, 135-minute drama might be able to do that a little bit more effectively. So just having more of the, you know, you have the beginning, the setting, kind of setting everything up and then, you know, the classic rising, falling action, yep. you get to the climax and then the resolution. Absolutely. But, that's definitely, uh, that's what I gravitate to at least, but I'll watch anything. You know, I think what's weird about that too, just holding on to the, this topic of, you know, the, what do you call that? The, the overall, the setting, the exposition, the, yep. the rising action, the falling, is that called something or? Yeah, it's the plot triangle or something plot plot diagram plot or something. Diagram. Yes, okay right. something like that yep. but i think you know what's weird or not weird about that but just you know i find interesting or fascinating is that i think you can take that and apply it to anything you go about in life absolutely each each decision decision you make it starts the exposition is a decision you could think about it as a daily as a daily thing exactly. every day everything every time you okay yeah. think about it in this perspective so you wake up a day, right? And then you're getting ready, you know, you shower, you, you brush your teeth, everything like that. That's kind of like the setting up that you, for your day, right? And we all know to have a good day, you gotta have a good morning. So that's kind of like, you know, laying that foundation, having something strong to build off of. And as you go throughout your day, you're gonna go throughout tasks, you're gonna, you know, maybe do school, go through your work, do the different decisions that you have to make. Maybe they're harder than others, but whatever that may be. And 
it's your rising action there until you come to a point and sometime in the point maybe in that day you're going to have some kind of major problem right and this could be you know financially this could be you know internally with your family this could be with your friends whatever it may be but maybe something's going to happen where it kind of pivots your whole day and sure. then what the what's so interesting about that climax point is how it's all a reaction based yes. after that how you take it it's honestly how all you you take it you perceive it because again something terrible could happen but if you're in you know a certain type of mood even or a certain kind of attitude or emotion you're going to take that however you're feeling yeah and it's all about it's all about what you do with that that climactic moment as well i think you know it's also you know very beneficial and i've talked about a lot of people with this before but honestly will i think it's like i think it's very important to stay like neutral within mm -hmm. whatever you're doing so yeah. i mean and this is getting away from what kind of our well you don't want to make rash decisions either way exactly i think by staying neutral by saying you know just you know not too high not too low you're yeah. just kind of you're not going in the valleys or the peaks you're just kind of staying through and through I think that's going to help you better, you know, set you up for better success in the future for with sure. whatever you're going to accomplish and go out and do. But anyway, back to what kind of this, you know, plot diagram, whatever you call it. Um, so, you know, you go throughout your day, right? And it's all about your reaction. It's all about how you go about it and, you know, who you affect and how you affect them, how you affect yourself. Um, and then you're, you're just trying to, you know, make that resolution. So when you go to bed, you kind of, you know, tie the pieces together you just kind of yeah. you know bring it full circle you um you, you get charged up and you know you you have make it happen the next day yeah and it's just kind of this repeated cycle of Absolutely. these ups and lows because you're always you're you're rising you're 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 lowering you're going through different you know circles whatever it may be but the reason why you know i brought being neutral is because whatever you're going through if it if it is up high if it, it is a low you know if something tragic happened in your life or something if you know if you won the you know powerball whatever it may be i think it's so beneficial and crucial and vital to just stay in the neutral in the medium yeah i think there's a song it's like you know stay in the middle or something like that i think mm -hmm. i just heard the other day but i don't know i just think it's super valuable i just you know i'm almost passionate about it how much yeah, i believe in it absolutely no that makes a ton of sense no but anyway back to movies again because you know that's kind of a big reason why we're here different topics and i think it's super interesting but like again the the great thing about movies is like it's not just a movie like you can talk about it in different ways you can communicate you can debate movies yeah that's why it's so awesome because we both see movies from different ways and that's what makes it awesome to talk Absolutely. about because we see it from different angles and so when we're seeing it from different angles we're be we're able to debate it yeah because we both have different viewpoints mm -hmm. Having different viewpoints is what creates a debate in anything. Yeah. So I think it's super sure. crucial. And I mean, I think it's just overall fun to have different debates mm -hmm. and see it from different ways yeah. and hear other people's opinions. Because what, what someone says about something, maybe you didn't see it like that. But now it brings your awareness you can, to it. Yeah, think of it that way. And then that might spawn another idea of, of you thinking about that movie. And then you see it a different way and then a different way. And it keeps going. It's crazy. Um, Another little you know, question I have is, you know, we've talked about, you know, how to, how do you relate movies to life? Um, what's kind of, you know, this is kind of geared for yourself here, but how do you, you know, what's the best way? Cause if you watch a lot of movies and you, you had a lot of experience with it, 
you know, how, what's the best way to go about it of like relating a movie and then kind of applying, cause it, uh, applying it to your life. Because, you know, for myself, there's a bunch of movies where you, when the movie's done, you feel different from when the movie started. Sure. What's like the best way to kind of transition that from like that simulation kind of TV or whatever the, the movie was on into kind of the real life. So like, you kind of simmer after and just kind of disengage with everything else and just let it kind of sink in and let it float around or you know do you kind of just when the movie's over or whatever and you kind of feel in a different position do you go act right away that's a good question um some movies don't make me think at all i finish it and i'm like that was good and then i don't think about it ever again because it just didn't have an, a big impact on me that being said there have been movies where I watch it and I'm like, I'm blown away. Uh, whatever the movie's message or theme really spoke to me and got to me in a way. Uh, and typically for me, as soon as I see those movies, the one that that those the ones that are really impactful and important to me, I wanna I wanna get it out right away. I wanna get my thoughts out right away so I can. So that so that not that I don't forget, but that they're fresh in my mind and I can tell someone else or at least write it down so I can remember it for later. Uh, just so just so that I don't forget that idea or theme that that movie was trying to convey uh, to me. Do you ever, when you watch a movie, try to, if, if, if it's a really good movie that you like, do you try to like always share that with different people? Because like, I feel like when you, you find something, you know, valuable or worth someone's time, it, it almost feels like a responsibility to relay that yes. on others. And that's, uh, that's that same the letterbox app I was talking about, that's one thing that I would definitely say. That's how you express where people it. Would, this is, letterbox is basically social media. Um, so I have followers and I follow people. Uh, and then they'll see that I reviewed a movie highly and that, then they might go watch it. And if it's really good and uh, I know someone that might like that specific movie, then I'll also give a recommend to uh, someone in real world, not, real world, not over uh, a social media app. That's so cool. And I also just taking it from another viewpoint of looking out from the outside in on movies. Like, I think it's super interesting and fascinating to think about, you know, when you find someone in a movie that you kind of connect with almost, and you can find, you, you see their qualities, you see that they're, you know, either a good human or yeah. whatever qualities you like, would like to have, you, you see them possess it. Yeah, you want to relate to a character for sure. It's, it's crazy. And I think it's important to, you know, mimic and this again, just isn't movies, but in real life too. Yes. I think it's important to mimic people you find, you know, interesting or people that are, you know, just more, you know, have gone more advanced in what they, mm -hmm. what you're trying to pursue. So like, let's just say for business sake, you know, you're a young business dude. Like, I think it's important to look at different people that have already gone through the ringer or whatever yeah. you want to say, yeah. and just kind of mimic of how they go about it. Because I think what you get from that is really experience. And with that experience, you're creating your own intuition and your own kind of, you know, wisdom with that. So I think mimicking is really important. Yeah, having a role model, even if it is a character on screen or someone in your life is definitely, definitely beneficial uh, how you can further yourself as a person. Uh, and that, that person can come from anywhere and you don't even know when you'll meet them or find them, whatever. But as soon as you find a person that can really uh that really speaks to you and is someone that you want to be more like 
I definitely think you're right. Yeah, you should. Uh, I think you also not have necessarily to copy them, but yes, do be like them. For exactly, sure. kind of you know mimic the motions that they've created. But I think it's also good to be self-aware about who you're mimicking, right? It's kind of going back to what you're exposing yourself to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you're in different, you know, bad environments, you know, subconscious, subconsciously or not, you're gonna start to you know, act and have different trait and qualities like whoever you're hanging around with or what you're hanging around with or whatever it may be. And I think it's really important just to be aware of what's actually occurring, what's happening in real life. Is this gonna, you know, I mean, for myself, I would like to always keep progressing. So in my state, I would like to always be around the people that are gonna keep progressing as well. And so it's always about, if I'm hanging around someone who just wants to hang around all day and just kind of pots around like, yeah. For me, it doesn't irritate me. It's just because like diff there's a bunch of different people and I respect that. It's just not for me. Yeah. And so I think you just kind of got to be tadpoles and follow, you know, the bigger fish and just keep progressing and kind of stay with them. Absolutely. Well, you want, yeah, you want to be around someone uh, who could make you a better person. And that person might, it could be anyone. Uh, and it could be that person could be doing anything. 100%. Love that. All right, we're going to take a little break here and we'll be here right after the break. Have a good one. All right, and we're back after the break here. Um, so we'll just kind of wrap up our you know discussion that we've been about here. Um, what was it you were talking about, William? So continuing from you want to surround yourself uh, with who can progress you as a person, uh, kind of rewinding just a little bit. In my opinion, um, Still on the same topic, there's always one person or persons, I suppose, or one group of people uh, that always brings a specific person, you, me, the listener, out of their shell um, completely. And uh, that can honestly happen at any point in your life, either when you're 10 or 18 or 50. When you, uh, when you finally meet a person or person, persons, uh, that can really make you the actual you and who you're supposed to be. And I, I, I truly believe that. I don't think there's like more than one separate occasions or anything. I think it's one person, one time that really makes you, you. Uh, and I've already had the pleasure of having that person have that impact on me. Um, so that, that was great. That happened last year. Uh, so thank you to that person. Do you want to tap into that or you want to leave no, it? No, we, we can leave it at that. Maybe if you want to say if you've had yeah. a specific person. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, for you. I think for myself, um, I'm still kind of, you know, seeking for that. I, yep. I've certainly had a bunch of people in, in my my life that have affected me for the better. And I don't mean to say that only one person can change you. I 100%. mean, like, there's one, in my opinion, there's one big person that will completely change you. 100%. And, you know, I, you know, maybe it's happened, but the way I look at it is where I probably, you know, you know, what, let's just say 10 years for the sake of the, the example. Let's say 10 years ago, I've, at that point, I probably thought that this one decision that this person had an impact on me probably was very, you know, influential, which it probably was. But like, as you grow older and you, you meet new people and you kind of create your own thoughts and things like that, I think you kind of take things from a different angle. You, you take what they're saying and not completely. And what I mean by that is where you're, you're basically building up your own intuition, right? You're just yes. kind of building up, a, you know, how you go about what you, how you see the world and things of that nature. But, you know, I've, I've definitely had my well share of people, you know, 
helping me along the way, you know, kind of guiding me in the right direction. And I think all of them to that, I mean, there's way too many names to list. Yeah, um, for sure. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there. I mean, I, I thank my parents a lot, but I, I don't know if there's been, you know, one moment that has kind of directed me in one, you know, motion. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's been a collection of different arrows drawn at me that yep. I've kind of, you know, guided me in the right direction. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, but as of now, I don't think there's a specific kind of impactful mm-hmm. um, turn of events that yeah. has happened. But um, I think it's super impact. You know, let's just stay on this a little bit. I think it's, you know, very, it's, it's crazy to think about because you could be thinking one way and, you know, after if whoever has this, you know, influence on you, it can completely 180 degree change your viewpoint on something. And that, that's what I mean by saying there's one person that'll impact you more than a lot of other people have. Cause obviously your parents or whoever raises you will shape you the person you are your friends when you're young things like that but uh, i think there's one person that can always completely flip that around or really bring you out of your shell and put you into a completely different skin on who uh, you actually are yeah and we're, we'll bring it full circle here i think you can almost get that in different movies where you yeah. see people possess different qualities and it all of a sudden it just it just clicks for mm-hmm. you and all of a sudden you just you look at the world completely different and i think books can do the same thing it just opens your eyes wide yeah and it just sure. makes you look at different you know topics and different obstacles in a, in a different lens yeah absolutely so we're going to wrap up on a little movies there but we also want to talk about just different talking points here um for myself we got a bunch of different um you know talking points that we'll go off of yeah um but first off, I just want to talk about communication, communication as a whole. I've talked about this a lot um, on my own with different people as well, but I think it's super fascinating to talk about because we do it every day. And it, we're not the only humans that communicate. Like we, yes, excuse me, let me back up. We are the only humans on earth that communicate, but there's so many different species that communicate in different yes. ways. And so... I mean, you can break it down even from this point of where we're the, think about this. Well, we're the only species on Earth that is able to think about the future and the past. Yep, exactly. No other species in the world is able to think about the future or past. Like think about like a dog example, for example, a dog just goes about, sniffs the grass, you know, takes a dump and just moves on and just keeps walking, chases a ball, puts a ball back. It's always in the present. It's like thinking about it when you're in a hamster wheel and yeah. you're just spinning the wheels and, constantly. And most animals can't even think about the present. I think dogs probably can, but a cow or something like that probably can't even think. It's, it's so limiting. It's instincts, and, instincts. Right. Yeah. And this is just our perspectives on it. We don't know the full science, so yeah. we could be 100% wrong too, maybe. We, we don't know. Exactly. But I think that's the beauty in it because, you know, that's our perception. And we're yep. just trying to grow our perceptions and grow our, you know, field of vision which I think is really cool. But again, communication, I think for humans, we'll talk about in human based here because that's what we are. I think communication for us is so hard because right now when two people are talking and not even speaking other languages as well, the same language. Exactly the same. And that's, you know, a great point too. Like within our, we're all humans. We all have our own different ways of talking. I mean, like 
I could be speaking Spanish right now and half the people here wouldn't understand what I'm talking about, yet we're the same kind of person. Yes. I think sure. that's super interesting. And again, it's about the environment you grew up in. So yeah. if you that's all you heard, that's all you know. And, you know, actually, when we talked or, um, in our class, um, Brit Lit, uh, a couple months ago when we were in that class together, uh, we, were shown, we were shown that video. Do you remember that? Where there was these three cavemen yeah. um, basically in this cave, right? And they were kind of chained up, tied up um, to look only at the wall. So they couldn't see the outside or anything. And they started when they were very, very, very little. And as they grew up, that's all they were exposed to. There's, there's a fire behind them so they can see reflections. Yep. So there's, there's, there's a source of light behind them. So all they see is the reflect, reflections on the wall. And so what they think, because of what they've been exposed to, they think they are the reflections on the wall. And so, you know, as they grow up, that's what their mind becomes. And it kind of stabilizes from there. And as the video progressed, um, one of the cavemen was cut loose. And he, you know, went outside and everything that he, you know, went about life was all new to him. He didn't know anything. Like he looked at his own body for the first time and was like, what the heck is this? And you know, can kind of relate that back to even like a baby, like a baby when it's exposed to anything for the first time, it's like, it's magical because yeah. they have no idea what's happening. And I think the really uh, like mind screwing thing about that video for me is that we, uh, could be those people in the cave and then as soon as someone or something shows us something else we're completely exposed to something new uh, that we had never even knew of or thought of before it's it's wild and i think you know another excellent point you know being brought up there is because you know in our life and you know relating it back to the video as the video you know started to progress even more the caveman was so happy, but oh my God, there's so much more to life than just this. And so he goes back to the cave, goes to the other caveman and be like, guys, there's so much other things to life, cuts them loose. But the other caveman did not want to. They're like, no, this is it right here. And yeah. I think it's, you know, relating it back to us. I think sometimes we get stuck and caught in our own ways yeah. and in our own, you know, visions, our beliefs and perceptions that we only will think about it one way and won't even open our eyes to at least, you know, acknowledge the different ways you can look at something. Yeah. To different ideas and perspectives and things like that. And I think it's valuable to at least, you don't even have to believe a different way, but just acknowledging and understanding the different viewpoints that others could have. Cause again, it's all what you've been exposed to for sure. And we haven't been exposed to anything and you know, I think discovery too, I think discovery is so, you know, wild to talk about because discovery, if it's self-discovery or whatever it may be, it's all brand new for the first time. And so whenever you try anything for the first time, it's completely new, you, like you suck at it or whatever it may be. And I think it's just a fascinating, you know, phenomenon that happens daily. Yeah. It's, and trying something new is just like that guy going out of the cave for the first time. It's really what that video is trying to say exactly and so i'll just read off the you know the talking point i had on here and it, and it reads um communication is so hard because when two people talk they each have their own perspectives and are trying to come to one perspective and so what i meant by writing that was basically you know we both have our two different viewpoints right yep and so as we're talking or as any conversation ever happens whenever you have two different people talking with two different viewpoints all they're trying to do subconsciously is build a little bridge upon us. So there's a little medium that we can talk about. Absolutely. Any kind of connection. You want to go to that middle ground. 
exactly we're always building the middle ground whatever it may be and we both you know because it's if you think about it it's super scary to communicate with another because it's out of your control and we're, we're controlled by nature us humans it's in our dna and so when we have these you know talks and communications and discussions discussions and debates with other people it's hard because we can't control what they're gonna say we can't control how they're gonna act we can only try to help and aid them by creating the middle ground and then we kind of influence them in that way yeah of course but with that i think like each person is trying to pull the other to what their side of thinking is and it's kind of almost like that uh you know just trying to stick to your old ways and that you think you know it all kind of basis and that's I, absolutely correct i think it's hard because you don't you gotta you know be have humility and confidence to rely different things on different people and kind of just you know watch how they go about things yeah and human nature is to not want to be wrong so you're you're going to defend your point uh even if someone else is creating a strong argument for their side uh so it's it's tough for people to go to that middle ground or even go further than that uh to the other side if if possible even yeah well said um we're gonna wrap it up with a question here um well a few questions but um, we'll talk about this and um, I'll ask you this question and I kind of have my own, you know, I've thought about this a little bit more, but I'm going to ask you it right now. Go for it. So why is there small talk? Why do you think people have small talk? Like what's the point of it? Do you think it's valuable or do you think it's just something people are trying to cover up? Small small talk is such an interesting topic. And in my favorite movie of all time, Pulp Fiction actually, uh, goes into small talk they, they discuss it in dialogue and the quote is why do people feel the need to yak about bullshit in order to feel comfortable and it's a great question uh, because that's all really we do as small with small talk is wouldn't you, you think we'd be, wouldn't you think we'd be so much more efficient if we just eliminated all small talk though yeah small talk is it can be important in some cases, um, but not many, especially, especially in an early relationship is really where small talk comes from is an early relationship, whether that be a friendship or a girlfriend, boyfriend, or And I think, I think it goes back to where that small talk, you know, I just, I'm trying to think right now as my mind's kind of racing with different ideas and things like that. But I think small talk are kind of like those little connectors to create that kind of middle ground. Yeah. And Absolutely. so it's like little steps to get to that middle ground. And so once you have that established, once you have the middle ground, then I think it becomes more accessible and just talking, you know, without the kind of buildup of the small talk. Yeah. So I think small talk is important, um, although it may be awkward and might not seem necessary at the moment because it, it doesn't mean anything. I think I think it's important for building relationships, but I don't know if it goes much further than that. I think also with small talk and, you know, this is just a different perception of it and I could be 100% wrong, I have no idea, but I'm just kind of speaking what I'm thinking so hopefully I can learn from others. But I think also with small talk I th is that I believe we kind of mask. And what I mean by that is where, you know, you could have a bigger situation at hand going on around you, yet, and this happens all the time of where there's a, there's a bigger common goal between all of us yet we kind of just only use small talk and because we don't really want to think about the full picture we don't want to yeah. think about the consequences and so we kind of just have this day-to-day -day life of 
just kind of, you know, talking about, you know, even like different drama and just, you know, and it's, we think as a, it's just kids, but it's really not. I mean, even at, you know, day jobs, people are always talking about different drama throughout the day. And I think it's just how, maybe it's just in our DNA of how we relate with others and how we kind of have empathy for others. But I think it's how we also kind of learn little nuances about each other through the small talk. Through the small talk, sure. I think it's just interesting to think about yeah, that. Yeah, no, but, definitely. So I'm going to wrap it up with one question here. I ask it, you know, I think I've asked it to almost every single person I've had on here, but um, it's kind of a unique question to ask in the times like this. But what's one thing you're trying to improve upon right now? And so that, Dur- during quarantine. Not even during quarantine, just at just the moment. In general. Just okay. in general. Because, you know, we I didn't know, you know, no one knew that this kind of event, um, isolation would happen. And so I'm just trying to, I'm just asking basically, what are you trying to improve upon? And so this could be, you know, better, you know, sleep schedule, better time management, trying to, you know, eat better, you know, work out more, you know, read more, try to learn more, sure. whatever it may be. What's one thing that you've kind of maybe honed in or tried to improve upon daily? Yeah, uh, I've always wanted to be a better writer, actually. Um, specifically, not necessarily for school. Uh, I don't, I'm a fine writer for a paper uh, in an MLA format type of thing. Yeah. But I want to be a better writer uh, specifically for movie movie reviews, honestly. Uh, someday I could see myself being a critic or maybe one day making movies, but I want to be a better writer in that sense. I guess uh, that's more, that's kind of like a task, I guess. But for self-improvement, are you asking? Really? I mean, it's not limited to anything, right? So I think that, that would be satisfactory yeah, what writing, you just answered. Yeah, writing, for sure. Um, with that, do you journal at all? I don't. You no, don't journal? Don't. Okay, that'd be my recommendation. I've talked to a lot of people and, you know, specifically with writing, I would I would assume, I'm going to go out on a ledge here, that it would, I think would help with that because, you know, the beauty about journaling, I've, you know, started to journal a couple months ago and for myself, I've found more clarity in my life and what I mean by that is where you know, I'll, the great thing about journaling is that you can do it really about any kind of thing you want. There's Absolutely. not a right or wrong way to journal. I mean, you could journal on how you're feeling, you know, what you're thinking. You could also journal on, you know, what your favorites are. You could journal about, you know, I've also heard people where they journal, they set a timer for like two minutes and just write as much as they can. Yeah. And then that's what it is. But I think all that does really, the hardest thing to do is, you know, you have all these thoughts in your head you know, and what great communicators do, you know, even business leaders is like, all they're trying to do is like, all they're trying to do is articulate their thoughts to relate to different people. And I think by journaling it, it's like exercising that part of your mind to help get your thoughts in your head expressed out on paper or on whatever it may be. So you can kind of, it's like working out. So you do reps and it's kind of like journaling as reps. And so as you're continuing, you're continuing to do it you're going to get better at it or even think about podcasts right so like i just started my first podcast and this is like what the seventh or eighth episode of it and like when you start anything you suck at it like i still suck at doing podcasts but the thing about it is 
each time I keep progressing about it, I'm just sucking less at it. Yeah, you, be, you become better on each on each attempt. Uh, absolutely, and that's that's for everything, not just podcasts. Right, and that's for, sure. that for any kind of medium. But I think it's you know just going back to journaling. I think it's so important too because it gets your thoughts down, and so you know what also helps us as humans is we're the first ones who don't have to always remember and have the memory of different things like different species right mm-hmm. so for example like a monkey is like oh don't touch that plant because that one's like poisonous or something like that right yeah for us we can have it in textbooks and then we just look back or look on google and we're like oh well now we know like and we don't have to have the you know waste space in our head to remember Absolutely. certain things but great answer i think writing's awesome it relates to movies very well and you know I'll just kind of wrap it up here. But sure. first off, thank you for coming on. I Absolutely. appreciate you having your pleasure. time. Um, it was a blast talking about some movies, catching up for, you know, different how we met through BPA, which is always fun. Um, hopefully, <laughs> if you guys got through this, uh, you guys enjoyed it. Um, but if not, that's okay. I'll still make more podcasts and we'll, we'll learn from it. Um, but I think it's so fun to just, you know, go out and explore and try new things. So I encourage anybody who's listening right now just to try new things and after it so have a good one